Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. Today's episode is going to be a little different. Right now, I'm sitting in the Lone Star State, the beautiful state of Texas. I am down on vacation, but I had our Grizz lead guys come in here and record a podcast a little earlier, and so they're going to share that with you soon. But I just wanted to kind of introduce them, but also introduce the podcast uh, we have Nathan Qualls as well as Chris Ingram. They're both with Grizzly. They've done some great articles with the with the lead so far. And so make sure you go check those out. Uh, a little caveat to this. I'm not exactly sure when they're recording just yet because they're trying to figure out uh, meeting up and doing it on a Sunday. And so it can come out on Monday. So they may or may not have info about the Thunder game. But don't worry. We are set For the Pacers this week on Tuesday, the Hawks on Friday, and then to round it off, another game in Houston against the Rockets. And I can guarantee the Grizzlies will not look past that one because the Rockets came back and they embarrassed them. And you're seeing a different team so far. And so I bet that these Grizzlies are going to continue to keep rolling. Well, that's all I have. I'm enjoying myself with some family and friends. And so I hope you are as well. Today is going to be a fun episode. I hope you enjoy it. Let us know how you feel. Give us a like, a rate, a review. Uh, That way I can share with the guys just how awesome they are. And also go check us out over on Grizzlead, at Grizz underscore lead. You can find me at Daniel Greer. Check out the show. All right, Grizz Nation. We finally did it. We killed off Daniel Greer. We took over the podcast like we said we were going to do. And now it's just... Your new host, Nathan Qualls, here with your new co-host, Daniel Daniel Greer's replacement slash Ryan Meadows replacement, Chris Ingram. Chris, how are we doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great. Um, you know, it, it's a long time coming. We've been trying to get Daniel up out of here. We was finally <laughs> successful, you know. So I'm ready to I'm ready to get it going for sure. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, obviously Daniel, Ryan are going to be back in. We're, we're filling in as everybody gets a vacation, even Daniel. So we're, we're, we're filling in for now and coming in and recording this after a sort of uh, not necessarily pedestrian effort, but just run of the mill, get a win over a bad team effort against the Thunder. So uh, nothing too crazy in that. Just another win, nothing impressive, nothing terribly unimpressive. But there was one exciting part of the game tonight that everybody in Grizz Nation, especially myself, was excited for, and that was the return of Dylan Brooks. So Dylan came back after a extended absence with that, that sprained ankle, and so he was able to finally get back in, went straight into starting. I know there were some questions around whether or not he was going to be starting or coming off the bench. No one knew what was going to happen there, but he came in, he started, and, uh, yeah, he didn't look great. He didn't look terrible, but, um, you know, Chris, I, I want to just start off with that. What do we think about, A, his performance tonight and how he looked coming off of that injury? 
especially since he took so long to come back. But B, with only 14 or so games left in the season, do you think that there's going to be enough time to get him back to where he needs to be for this Grizzlies uh, playoff push and then uh, going into that first round? Yeah, so um, I was, you know, I was satisfied. You know, if I had to, if I had to grade Dylan's performance tonight, I'd say, you know, I give him coming back after missing so much time. I give him, I give him a B minus. You know, what I'm saying I wasn't really expecting him to come in and go crazy. If he did, then you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It's Dylan Brooks. You know, he <laughs> he irrational is all get out. So we know, you know, it could be he could have went for thirty or he could have went for five tonight. You just never know. But um. I was, I tell you, you know, what I was surprised about. We've seen like, you know, pretty much everybody coming off injury, except for Ja. Uh, when they coming back, you know, they've been kind of slow rolling them in, coming off the bench, uh, stuff like that. So I was kind of surprised to see that he, you know, started out the gate. But, you know, watching, you know, that first quarter, you know, it kind of tailed off towards the middle of the, the second, well, actually the start of the second half. Taylor Jenkins was pissed off. But um, that first quarter, they looked great, you know, as a whole. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. Like, just watching them, I'm like, you know, the size that we have when Dylan is out there. Obviously, like, Zaire is taller. I get that. But he's still kind of wiry and, you know, defensive-wise. Like, he he's not consistent, but he does have his flashes. I know, you know, he'll be a great defensive player down the road. But I was just a, just way more confident watching Dylan out there as a, as a unit tonight um, as far as, you know, them all out there together. So, you know, I don't know. I think 14 games would be enough time for them to get acclimated because, I mean, Dylan, he popped off. He played his game. It wasn't more so. I think the biggest thing is the rotations. I know we're probably going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, but just figuring out the the best rotation for the team, not so much for Dylan, um, is something we're going to have to worry about. But just watching him uh, being back, you know, it was typical Dylan. You know, I'm going to love it when we play, you know, some of these, you know, better teams, you know, Oklahoma City, they've been competitive the last, you know, couple of weeks, honestly. But um, outside of that, seeing these top tier teams that we're going to be playing down the line, I'm ready to see him against them for sure. What, 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 how did you feel? I know you, you know, part of Dylan Brooks Island. So, you know, tell, <laughs> how did you feel as far as his performance tonight? Pristine performance. Could not have been better. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, uh, I, I thought Dylan, he played, oof, voice crack. That's that. That's the sinuses catching up with me. Oh man! So yeah, I apologize to anyone listening. I'm uh, not exactly over the weather, so uh, there'll be a little bit of the, that in there. But he definitely was a step behind tonight. I mean, you could tell he was just trying to get his legs, catch his wind, and even the way they subbed him in and out, you could tell they were just getting there, trying to get him enough run to where he could start to field a little bit, um, getting a little bit of a flow, but not necessarily push himself to where he's getting crazy winded or crazy exhausted and so he was a step behind and it showed but there the main things that I personally think are going to matter in the long run I saw some encouraging signs of tonight which was one he he was able to space the floor pretty well um you know I I think that's going to be a huge deal when they get into the playoffs and things start to slow down are you going to have someone who can be a legitimate threat and pretty much from that corner to sort of halfway up the wing, Dylan is a legitimate threat from three. And so to see him, one, knock down at least one, I'm not sure if he made more than one, but one of those corner shots and 
then just provide that that extra threat is awesome and it it helped with the offensive flow tonight when things got a little slowed down but two his ability to just break down the defense and create a little bit and you could see that was where you saw the rust I thought mainly tonight was in some of those looks he I think sped himself up on a couple but then there are other ones where he has that sort of lay in it's kind of this weird funky over the head layup but we've seen him make that time after time after time and there's one he had it. it was a great look clanked it off the back of the rim and you're like okay that's the rust right you, you saw that sort of come out but all in all he's able to still get to those spots uh, I, I do want to see him get to the sort of foul line top of the key jumper that he likes to get to that I think is going to be massive for them in the playoffs because that gets somewhere we have a really true three ball threat in Bane. You got someone like Ja who can break down the defense, get to the paint at any point, and then have Dylan who can knock down that mid-range shot at any point, really opens up all three levels of the offense for them. Right. And so that was one thing I didn't see tonight that I really think is important for him to do down the stretch. But um, all in all, I, I, I was encouraged with it. And he didn't look as rusty as he could have, you know, especially getting in straight back in with the starters. Like, I went and looked at the box score. He was second and plus minus tonight, which is far from a perfect stat, right? Like Jaws often uh, lower in a plus minuses on his box score, but still means they were winning when he was on the court. And uh, I mean, six for 14, it's not a terribly efficient night, but it's not a horrible night, you know, at the same time. So um, typical Dylan. Typical Dylan, right? <laughs> has Dylan efficiency, and he missed some looks that he would normally make. So if you're thinking about it, he was under control Dylan. He's exactly who they need him to be. I mean, I don't know why everyone isn't as excited as I am. I don't know what to say. Um, but I, I think that the way he looked tonight, I was encouraged that he will be able to get back to form in time for the playoffs. And so we'll see. You never know. Injuries are tricky. Returns injury, it may fall off. But I think that he's going to be able to get back – into that rotation pretty well right with those rotations i am starting to think more and more i'm gonna have an unpopular opinion about what we need to do going forward but i maybe not i'm not so sure i'm alone i I think i see some of this sentiment everywhere else Mm. when that rotation starts to get cut for the playoffs i think Kyle Anderson's going to lose his minutes. Mm. I think Kyle and Zaire, depending on who is, I don't think it's going to be necessarily who's doing better. And then Zaire does what he did tonight and starts getting hot from that wing three. <laughs> Zaire can knock down their right. shots, man. There's, right. there's no time, but Kyle, unbelievable defender has been, he's just become an entire liability on offense. It feels like I just, whereas last year I trust him with the ball in his hands, no matter what this year I'm, I don't when he gets the ball, I, just, I don't trust him to get to that little mid range and knock it down, or make the right pass, or not cough it up. I just I don't know. But what I mean, what do you think, man? I, I, it's it's been weird to watch. You know, <clears throat> one thing you know, it, as far as looking at tonight, I was kind of curious to see kind of what TJ was going to do as far as bringing Zaire because you know to go from starter to I think he was either number nine or number ten coming off the bench tonight. Um, that was kind of weird for me. I, I 
I figured he was going to be, you know, maybe not the sixth man. I know maybe he's going to maybe put in Brandon, depending on fouls and stuff like that. But I was kind of shocked to see him bring in Zaire almost last like that. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. I'm not really sure where Kyle is going to sit because obviously I think that's going to, you know, matchups is going to be, you know, a tremendous importance of what, you know, he decides to do. Um, if we're facing a bigger team, you know, with bigs like, let's say, you know, second round, we somehow end up going against Utah or somebody like that. We hit up, you know, the Warriors or somebody like that. I'm not really worried because they're not too big. But, you know, Kyle, matchup-wise, you got, you know, I'm with you. I'm not going to say it's an unpopular opinion because I'm with you. And at some point, we're going to have to, you know, shorten the rotation. I was thinking tonight, you know, it would be cool to see us run 10 deep with Tyus, Milt, um, Zaire, Kyle, and BC. But just realistically speaking, that's not something you really see too much in the playoffs. And like you said, with the game slowing down, if you can't get a bucket, bro, you're just not going to really be too much of a, uh, you know, a help force. And that's going to be important. So uh, I'm with you. I was, you know, what I did like to see tonight as far as out of rotations was um, DB going out kind of early and coming back at the start of the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know I, me personally I've been one of those people for a while up until the playoffs last year like I would have loved to see Dylan come off the bench and be our six man like I would love to see him come in at the seven minute mark and just go crazy but you know flipping that around letting him go out at the seven six minute mark and come back in to start of the second with maybe Jaron because I know he goes out early too um, that's still kind of letting him you know have free reign on offense to do what he wants to do because, you know, generally jaws out at that point. Um, so I did like that. I don't really understand because I don't even know if the starters played a lot of minutes outside of that first maybe five minutes of the first quarter. So I know he was trying to, you know, test some stuff out tonight. But um, just going back to your original question, man, you know, I think if we had to pick a person that's going to be out, I'm with you 100%. It's probably going to be Kyle because BC is going to have to play. Tyus. I don't know if he's going to run as many minutes as what he's running right now because, Ja, you know, he, he's probably on the low end. I think it was a stat out there that he was one of the lowest amount of uh, minutes played for starters of his caliber. So, you know, when the playoffs hit, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a 35-minute or more, you know, player a night. You just don't need tires that much. But, um, yeah, Kyle is going to definitely be on the outside of the rotation for sure. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to see. Because last year, I mean, obviously his three-point shot was a career year. That's We can sort of throw that to the side because no one expected that. A little bit of regression to me, but the amount. I mean, he's 33%, but do you ever – that was before tonight. I'm not sure what he is now. But do you ever, when it gets kicked to that corner, expect him to make it? I when mean, that hit came back, that was the thing that, that, mm-hmm. that hit got better last year. And it's like he showed up at camp doing the same thing. Almost yeah. like the big thing last year. It's just reversed. Yeah, it's and it's not just a three. I mean, that little sort of free throw line shot that he was money with last year, it's not there. But even when he gets down low and he does that sort of slow like Euro, but he never actually gets past the guy. He just sort of gets in front of him and then outlast him and then gets that little floater up. That's been off all year. It's just yeah. been it's been weird to see. And more than anything, his playmaking isn't there. It just – it doesn't feel like – you know, every once in a while he makes that sort of pass that you're like, oh, wow, that is a 6'9 do, however tall he is, making that left-handed pass off the dribble to the corner. That's right. awesome. But it's 
It's rare. It's the exception, not the rule now. And so all that to say, if they need someone to just lock up a, a big guy on defense, then Kyle's a guy because he's still money on defense. He's been awesome on defense all year. So, um, you know, there's there's still time that could switch. But in my, in my opinion, I think he's the guy on outs, but, and depending on Zaire and how Zaire's holding up because Zaire's still the rookie. You never know what's going to happen. But he plays like he did tonight. You're not keeping Zaire Williams out of the game. Nah. And that was that's that's sort of the good side. There's two things on the good side of the rotations. You know, Kyle is sort of one of those bittersweet. I love Kyle, but if I'm being honest, he looks rough a lot of the time on the court. I mean, right. we're talking about earlier, worst plus minus on the team tonight, minus 13. Mm. Yeah, not a perfect stat, but indicative of what I, my eyes were seeing. But all I had to say, not a fun part of it. The fun part of it is Zaire Williams looks better and better and better. I mean, it's when he gets that shot up now, it's getting to the point where I'm like, not necessarily Bane-esque. When Bane has it going, I think it's going in. But I'm just like, yeah, that's a good shot. That's a good right. shot. Get to that shot. Um, and so I'm loving that. I mean, he's looking like he is going to be a mainstay in the playoffs for me unless he has a big regression in the spotlight. So right. I, I, I don't know. But um, that and then Tyus, that's one thing you're hitting on. I, I had a brain fart, but that you were talking about. Tyus playing – the Tyus plus jaw lineups are starting to do it for me, man. I'm starting really? to feel those. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because Tyus, when he's he's starting to feel that three ball a little bit, and it's a secondary creator to help Ja just move without the ball, and so I, that's one that I, I'm not sure if it's just a uh, a dream of mine. I just want it to work really well, or it is working really well. Am I crazy, or is that actually flowing? No, it works. Like you know, and the, and the crazy part is when we're going against these teams to start blitzing Ja or doubling him, or you know, trying to deny the ball. It's kind of like, you know, it makes a lot of sense for him to be out there because I love Melton. Melton is probably outside of John Jaren, one of my favorite players on the team, mm-hmm. just personality-wise and what he brings to the table. But he can get a little goofy sometimes. Like tonight, early on, he was doing some goofy <laughs> stuff. So uh, having Tyus to be that steady hand out there and that floater, bro, like, I don't know. He got to be like 90%, 95%. I know I'm exaggerating, but, like, that floater is crazy. So – uh, you know, I, I don't know about every game having them closing together, but you know, they work. They got some chemistry. You ain't you ain't just pulling something out the air. They look yeah. really good. It's just I'm I don't know how that's gonna look in the playoffs. It looks great in the regular season, right? But playoff time when you know you got time to game plan on different things and stuff like that. We'll see. You know, this is gonna be outside of last year. This is gonna be our first time really going in. I would say you know in the first uh, series as favorites you know, depending on who we go against. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, as far as, you know, it's been a little bit and uh, it's little, it's been a little kind of wonky. Um, last game we did, you know, pretty well. But since the All-Star break, you know, talk a little bit about what you've been seeing as far as, you know, we've been up and down. Before the All-Star break, it's like we were going out every single night. The team who was supposed to be, we were tearing them alive. And the people that, you know, we were kind of even killed with, we will always come out on top, especially if it was MVP, you know, caliber type players and stuff like that. Since the, you know, all-star break is a little bit different. We up and down depending on who we play. Um, so from what you've been able to see, um, 
whether it be offense, shot making, whatever, you know, chemistry, whatever it is, what are you seeing, you know, as far as um, we need to kind of get a little handle on going into this last 14 game stretch at the end of the season? Well, I think it's, it's no secret to anybody that the defensive energy hasn't been there. You know, it's just, it's, that's really been since not even the Portland game before the break. Who was it? They played Charlotte before Portland when they gave up that big lead. Was that the game right before Portland? I want to say, yeah, because Melo and Ja, yeah, yeah. 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 So they – whichever that game was, I think that was it. They have sort of just sort of, in my opinion, lacked focus. It just seems like they were on a string all the way through that little run. And then now they're just sort of a a step behind on the rotations. They're they're gambling a ton on defense. I mean, they're always – shooting for a steal, trying to get the block or the steal, which they are athletic and they can do, and it feeds into what they want to do on offense really well. But they've gotten away from their just solid, on a string, stay in front of your guy, good help, good rotation defense. And uh, I think that's from a lack of focus. So I think it's fixable because it just seems like an intensity focus thing. But um I don't think it's something they can just flip a switch on once the playoffs start. I think it's something that they need to use these these next few weeks to start to ramp up and get back to that, um, which I think we've seen. I think that they can do that. Uh, I think they've done it at times, but I think Josh said it best after their their game against the Knicks the other night. They was like, "That's not. We haven't put together a full forty eight minutes of Grizzlies basketball since the break," and I, I think that's true. I think we've seen the flashes of it, but. Um, I think they just hit a perfectly normal, perfectly understandable lull of we're top two or three seasons a season that most people thought we'd be in a play in. <laughs> we're getting closer to playoffs, but we're not there yet. And so he just sort of hit a lull. Um, but I think that they are too young to just all of a sudden flip the switch in April. They need to do that now. So um I think that's the main thing to it. I think that it's entirely fixable. I'm not super worried about it. I think the shot making will come around. I think that the flow and the rotations will get figured out, but the focus has to come back and they have to put an emphasis on it for sure. For sure. For sure. So what I'm hearing from you is it doesn't sound like we were smelling ourselves a little too much. And now we starting to kind of, that's, that's not catching up with us. That's, (laughs) that's not what you're saying, right? Mm -mm. (laughs) No, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say because it's when I'm mad and on Twitter, <laughs> when I'm usually deleting tweets before I send them, it's stuff like that. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's more of a – I truly think it's more of just a, man, let's just get to the playoffs. We're ready to start playing that kind of basketball thing. And I think it will help those last five games in April are against good teams. You got, I think, Warriors, Celtics – Suns jazz something like that your last four games so they'll uh they'll have a good good incentive to turn it up but yeah I, I, it's hard for me to say they're just feeling themselves that much because they always are feeling themselves we know that <laughs> i'm just playing devil's advocate that's all i feel you i feel you <laughs> i feel you man no i uh i don't know are you on the same page or you think that they need to um, flip something else Oh, uh, you know, it, it, fresh out the break, I was, you know, I was thinking it was more so shot making because Bain he couldn't, he couldn't buy a basket like at all. And 
Jaron before the All-Star break, his three wasn't really falling, so he was going a little bit more down low. Um, you know, Zaire was starting to pick it up before the All-Star break, and Ja, I think he was kind of on a slump going in too. So coming out, the energy wasn't as what it, what it needed to be. Uh, I'm kind of like you. It just it felt like it was one of those points of the season where, all right, we did so much. We're ahead of the curve. We're ahead of expectations. Let's just try to, you know, get to the end. You know, I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. So um, now with DB coming back, yeah, you can be the leader, you know, the the energy leader on the side um, when you're not playing. But when he's on the court, I think that's going to bring another intensity to the team um, because when he in people's face, when he's talking his talk, when he's going out there getting and ones and doing all the stuff that we know him to do when he gets going, I think that's going to bring everybody else back to where they need to be. Um, and, you know, too, when we face some of these other top teams, like, okay, see, I'm just going to be honest. They're not going to get us out the bed. The mm-hmm. Houston Rockets, we saw the other, the other night last week, they didn't get us out the bed, even though we should have put them away a long time ago in that game. So, the you know, yes, we got one of the the, the, the weakest schedules, um, you know, the end, the, the, the regular season. But until we, you know, my personal opinion, we start hitting some of these top-tier teams, is we may not see that flare and that's not nothing against them like you said we just know we pretty much got a playoff spot locked in let's figure it you know these rotations let's figure out where we need to be at what we need to work on and then once playoff time hit you know i'm not gonna say we're gonna flip a switch or nothing like that but i think when it's go time ja bang dylan them guys they just they intensity go to another level and once that ball gets thrown up in the air i ain't worried about it too much oh yeah and let me be clear i that no way am I saying they're not going to show up. I think, I mean, there's been the rare exception. The Rockets game was was one. Um, and then you, you've seen some third quarter stuff where I'm like, ah, they just aren't even there right now. But I think for the most part, this, these guys show up to play and they're competitive. They want to win every game. And they're right. for sure going to come in guns blazing. But especially on that defensive side of the ball, the chemistry of – we it's almost just muscle memory. You see that ball swing there. You see you need to help here. That guy just knows he's got to rotate, rotate over. And if right. you're not used to that, if you're not just in that mode where it's completely muscle memory, you don't have to think about it. You're not going to be able to pick up on that and just flip that switch. But it's true. As far as showing up to just come in and like go and ball, a hundred percent, they're all going to show up ready to play. It's just right. have you gotten yourself to that chemistry standpoint um, right. to be able to do that, but. Let me tell you, the way these playoffs are shaping up, they're going to have to have that too. And I, I'm, this is going to be the last thing we're going to hit on tonight. But I am going to, once again, remove my Homer cap, <laughs> set it over here, and give some honest assessment of the playoffs and what I think it's going to look like, what I think would be best for the Grizzlies matchups, et cetera. Um, and try and do my best to not be outrageous. But I want to start off with you before I get on the soapbox, which I almost always do. As, as far as what we said last time, I know this is when we threatened to kick Daniel off the podcast and, and oh, yeah. take it over. But um, and from an honest standpoint, <laughs> what are we thinking as far as um, playoff predictions now that we're a few weeks ahead, um, playoff matchups, what we're thinking about, who that would be? I guess let's start off with just the predictions of what you think is looking like for this Grizz team heading in these playoffs, what you think a best-case scenario is, um, what you think would be 
quote unquote acceptable for them at this point in the season? Yes. So I think me and you, I'm starting to notice that now too. We think alike on a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) We do. I know like when we were talking about um, ending the season records, we both were at, you know, 15 and seven, I think, um, you know, just to play devil's advocate. I think I changed it to 16 and six, but um, I think right now we right on par, you know, with that record, as long as we do, we got to do in these, games that, you know, we favor to win in. Like, I don't want to keep, like I said in the last segment, I don't want to keep playing with our food. You know, we need to go ahead and put them away. Mm-hmm. But as far as matchups, I'm kind of, you know, agreeing, going back to agreeing with you again. I'm not doing this on purpose, y'all, I promise. <laughs> um, but bringing back up the Timberwolves, that's who we slotted, slotted to play right now if it started tomorrow. Um, it just, you know, it, it depends on – you know, what team shows up with them. Uh, Anthony Edwards hasn't been great uh, the last couple of weeks. So if he stays like that, which, you know, guys like that, I don't bank on it because he'll find some type of motivation to come out and kill us. Uh, <laughs> I still think we come out on top on that series, whether it takes us six, seven games. I'm not really worried about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big thing is just kind of keeping our foot on the gas and keeping the Warriors at number three. Um, I did like what I saw from them the other night. As far as like them rolling out Steph, uh, Poole, and and Clay, that looked really really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, and they're about to get Wiseman back. I think Draymond he's about to come back soon as well. So they're about to be at full strength, like for the first time in what maybe three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's gonna probably take some time, you know, as far as rotations and stuff, kind of like what we're dealing with on our end. But we just kind of got to keep that that lock on that two seed because. Like I said, I don't want to see the Nuggets. I just don't. Um, you know, they got shot makers. They got shot creators. And we're not even talking about, you know, if Murray and, and Porter come back, which is reports that they, you know, they will. So, yeah, they don't have a lot of time to get, you know, in a rhythm. But I'm sorry. I just – I'm stuck on not seeing them guys in the playoffs. i much rather deal with the Timberwolves. Um, and I'm even, you know, the Mavericks – I may have to backtrack on that because surprisingly they've been kind of they've been on the tear lately too um, since they shipped off um, Big KP and got Davis Perjons, your favorite player. So, um, He's a killer, man. He killing, he killing, dog. I don't know what's going on, but hey, he he, he doing well with the Wizards. Um, KP is, and then uh, Perjons, he's doing all right. So mm-hmm. yeah, as long as we can, you know, keep doing what we're doing, you know, that that fifteen and seven ending record that we talked about coming out of the All Star break and get everybody acclimated, you know, I think we're going to be fine. And if we play like we did for the majority of the first quarter tonight, Dylan, he gets his legs under him like we know he should in these last, you know, 14 games. Man, we look we look pretty rough. You know, you were talking about Bain being a sniper, Dylan being able to create and job being able to kill a defense. Like, it's not too many teams in, in the whole NBA that's got three people like that. And then you got Jaron coming off the back – blocking getting five six blocks a game hitting threes um it's gonna be rough for anybody that we play as long as we stay together like josh said and we keep up the intensity so uh i know i talked a little bit you know lengthy on that but what's what where where's where your where's your head as far as you know where we end up and you know as far as matchups and stuff like that Man, to be honest, I, as far as where we end up, I think it could be two or three. Neither would surprise me at this point. Um, 
I would be. I know there's a chance people have talked about them possibly dropping down to four where Utah is, and there's a chance, but I just can't imagine it with their schedule and the way that they've been playing, not up to their standard, but still good basketball. So I can't see them dropping all the way down there. But, um, you know, I'm I'm with you as far as the the Nuggets and Dallas. Really don't want to see either one. Um, you know, just with Denver, they've got the MVP, in my opinion. Jokic is – what he is doing out on the court every night, I mean – I've started to watch them. They've been on national TV a few times, so I've watched them more lately. Because especially with Embiid and all the talk around there and Harden and Embiid, I want to check them out. And Jokic, man, I don't know how you can watch that guy play basketball and not say he's the most valuable player. And honestly, I lean towards the best player in the league right now with what he's doing. It's unbelievable what he's doing on the court. I mean, it's – especially with his team, they would be a top eight lottery pick team if he wasn't on there. And so I, anyways, anytime you have a guy like that or Luca on the court, I mean, I think the Grizzlies match up. I think they can beat anybody in these playoffs, but I would, I would rather not see them. But with that, I don't think there's much jockeying to do. I think you just go out and you try and win games, like just go win because what's going to happen if you do some kind of roulette, you might like say, okay, we're going to get the two so we can play Minnesota or something like that. And then they lose to the Clippers and then you're playing the Clippers instead or something like that. You just, there's no telling what's going to happen. So just go win games. I don't think there's anything to, anything to do with jockeying for position. And I mean, let's say Minnesota, like you said, they're a dangerous team. They, they could show up and beat somebody. The Clippers, if they get George back, I don't think Kawhi would come back, but if they got Paul George, all of a sudden you got, perennial all-star player on a team they could surprise somebody LeBron and AD on a team is always scary I mean there's there's nobody that is a for sure you should you a hundred percent are going to run away with that series right and so I mean two through six possibly eight in the west is going to be good teams so just go out and play winning basketball just go out and play winning basketball um that being said that being said, as far as what I would think is a success in the playoffs for the Grizzlies, I think I, – I, I would not be happy about this. Again, I am a prisoner of the moment, so I'm not going to act like I would be happy about this. Right. But honestly, I think a if even if they – I honestly think even if the Grizzlies went out in the first round, it would be a successful season if it was a six, seven game series. Truly. I mean, and being true, I would not be happy about it. I think it would be disappointing. It would feel disappointing. The players would want more. The fans would want more. But let's say you match up with Denver and they got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And you go six or seven games and it could have gone either way with a bucket in each game. Are you honestly going to sit there and say, golly that like how did they lose that series no I mean let's be honest right let's be honest now that being said I still pick them for west finals I think they mess away make a west finals because I think they win their first round no matter who they play and I think they match up with Golden State even with Draymond who by the way is coming back from a back injury he did not have fixed with surgery if we're all going to act like that's just 100% going to be fine we're lying 
So yeah. even with Draymond, I think they're a bad matchup. I don't, I don't trust they're going to have Draymond throughout the whole playoffs. So I, I picked them to get to the West Finals. Phoenix is still a juggernaut, so I would love for them to make a finals, but that's what I got picked. But if I'm being honest, a well-fought first-round series is one of these teams. Obviously, it depends on who it is. If it's the Clippers without Paul George – win the freaking series <laughs> right um but i think that that would be success but i know that's again homer cap was over here it's set neatly aside but with that i saw you giving me some looks but i, I mean do you disagree do you disagree yeah the, the 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 listeners they couldn't see my face when you first started that but you know that's why you gotta you gotta learn to listen what they say you get two ears to listen one mouth to talk exactly so, uh, as you went on you know, and you elaborated, and that makes sense. Like, I, I just said that, you know, Jamal Murray, if they come back, you know, I'm worried about him. So, I agree with you. If if it's, if it's a team like that, then yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly like, okay, all right, we went down with a fight because Murray, the, that that series, I think it was the bubble year uh, when he was going against Donovan Mitchell in the Jazz. Oh, that was like, fun, man. That was fun. Bro, that, was, that was a heavyweight fight. Like that was probably one of my favorite series I've seen probably in the last ten years, honestly. Like oh, that was when both of those guys like arrived. You know that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, if you take the homer cap off, and that's some if something like that happens where it's Ja versus Jamal Murray, then all right, all right, you got me there. But if it's anybody else, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. And, you know, I, I didn't even take into account when I was talking before. I totally slipped my mind in this, you know, in this conversation about the play-in scenario. So, yeah, right now we locked in, you know, if they started tomorrow to go against the Timberwolves, but they very well could be the Lakers. And, yeah, they, they're terrible, but it's LeBron James you're playing in the seven games. So, I said it before, I said it again, like, I, I want to get past them. Second round – is is for me the second round is like okay all right at least we progressing you know last year we got to the first round got the brakes beat off of us after that first game as far as you know record we played good every single game I'm not gonna lie we just couldn't close but you know it, as long as we progressing you know next year we end up going to the conference finals and the year after that we win a title then ideally you know that's how you want to build a team that's the kind of progression that you want to see but when I put this home and hat back on, it's like, man, I don't see nobody messing with us. Uh, you know, I, I I really feel like we can do it. It just depends on if we, you know, if we making shots, if we can make shots, if we can stay together, if we can play that same team defense that we've been playing, those two things. And I know that's basketball. You got to make shots. You got to play defense. That's anybody. But, you know, we just got different. We got a different dynamic. Um, the chemistry that we got, a lot of teams don't have. So, if we can do all of that, man, I'm still gonna say NBA Finals for the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm still gonna say that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I already put my money on that. And you know, depending on the East, I'm not even sure. I'm gonna double back on my, my my take. Last time I was on here, I don't know if I'm really too worried about the Nets. If Kyrie can't play, if Kyrie cannot play home games, well, yeah. That's the thing, because we would have, you know, home court advantage. So I get it. He'll play four games here if it goes to a, a seven-game series. But, yeah, man, I, I, I'm going to keep my home hat on. And I'm saying NBA champions, Memphis Grizzlies. Let's go. Listen, I'm, I'm with – let me say two things. One, 
when it gets to that play in, let me just go on a purely technical matter. It's highly unlikely you're going to be getting the Lakers in the first round. Lakers look like they're only going to be able to get that eight seed. They're still like they're five games back of the Clippers. So mm-hmm. I don't think you'll run into that. So the only team you would be worried about as far as a play in goes would be the, I think the Timberwolves again can be sort of tough, but I'm not worried about them. If Paul George slash and or Kawhi comes back for the Clippers, which seems increasingly doubtful. Um, But the thing that's interesting is that Denver is only a game and a half up of Minnesota. That's true. For that sixth seed. So, again, you just don't know. So go play winning basketball, right? Go play winning basketball. Now, Homer cap, back on, but (laughs) – I've got a little pencil in my ear to make sure I'm being reasonable and logical somewhat. I look smarter in the mirror, so I'm going to act like I'm talking smarter. <laughs> I'm with you. I think the Grizzlies can make the NBA Finals. I think that they do have to go on a perfect – I think it has to be a perfect storm, though. you got to have shots falling, and that defense has to be on a string, yeah. which both can happen. And that's what I'm saying, that it can happen. We've seen like that stretch. If they go on a January stretch in the playoffs, they can win an NBA Finals. 100 yeah. percent but they they had that much room for error that's my logical pencil in the ear to caveat on that they have just a sliver of a room for error on that if either one of those things isn't happening it, it's just not they're not gonna not gonna be able to do it but on your nets thing man <laughs> i don't know dude i watched them play against the sixers and that was a motivated kevin durant bro <laughs> I do not want to run into that. The East playoffs, this is a whole other thing. This academy, the East playoffs are going to be fun, man. you got a bunch of teams in the East that are competitive and can win it and that are dogs, dude. The Heat, the Nets, like KD has turned his whole narrative around since he got to Brooklyn, man. He is a yep. dog. He, I, I love watching him play. The Bucks, defending champions. Chicago's got ballers. Boston's all of a sudden on a heater. I mean – Brooklyn's still in the play-in. It's crazy, it man. Crazy. It's crazy. I just want to. I just want to see Harden fall apart. That's really all I'm hoping for. If I get a Harden falling apart, <laughs> then I'm good with the East playoffs. <laughs> I'm, I, that's all I want. I, I am wishing you. evil. <laughs> I can't do you, it, bro. I'm with you. Like it was. It, it was. It, it was nothing but joy in my heart the other night when. I seen it just looked like Brooklyn was taking the 76 or so that whole game. And nobody wants to watch. see no 74 free throws per game. Get that out of here, dude. Nobody wants yeah. to watch that. So, yeah, James Harden being James Harden in the big lights. There's there's a lot of joy that comes to my heart in that. But I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But let me be honest, I do. Uh, but, yeah, I, listen, that's why I think. <laughs> honest take on the playoffs, Grizzlies – Hard fought first round, depending on the team. They need to win, depending on the team. And then I think they can make a finals, a West finals, and then possibly an NBA finals if they're on that heater. But yeah, man, listen, I'm excited for these next few weeks of games. I'm excited to see them hopefully get a few more wins against teams that need to be. I got the Rockets coming up again. I expect that to be a bloodbath. And then, yeah, have some tough games heading into the playoffs. But it, it ought to be fun. Listen, I'm just happy to watch this team play basketball. We get to see a special generational talent put on a Grizzlies uniform every night and then a whole team that matches his personality and energy. So it's fun, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. 
But uh, before we hop off, I know I've been sort of slacking on the writing side, but uh, I haven't had anything coming out. Well, you got anything in, in the works right now? Or are we going to just have to brainstorm and motivate each other? <laughs> well, I've been, I've been, I've been tapping in and I know it was kind of, I, I wish I would have finished it up a little bit earlier, but uh, depending on what happens in the next week or so, I think it's actually going to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, you saw some comparisons on, you know, all these different sports blogs and stuff like that, as far as, um, John Zion being, you know, compared to Greg Oden and Kevin Durant. Uh, well, I got a piece where I'm working on that right now. That's kind of, it's, it's delving a little bit more into that, but not so much comparing them, you know, based off injury, just, you know, what, what we'll be looking at in this piece is going to be more so how the franchises could have done differently, um, mm-hmm. to get to the point where we at now. So, I had that coming out soon. Y'all stay tuned. I'm, you know, hope to have it wrapped up within the next week or so. Uh, but I'm just kind of trying to wait to see what kind of details that may come out before I finish it up because I did see Zion made it back to New Orleans to practice at least in the facility with him um, at the end of last week. So want to see what kind of news comes out with that. But outside of that, you know, that's coming soon. So y'all stay tuned for that for sure. It's kind of sad that that's a positive step forward is that he's with the team and seems to be that's getting crazy, along with them, right? right? Seems to be getting on with them. I'm just glad that we have our organization, not that. But yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I've been, I've got some stuff geared more towards playoffs happening. But who knows? Maybe I'll throw in a little ode to Dylan Brooks here in a, in a little bit, since uh, we still have some people to convert to the to the dark side. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm Nathan Qualls. I have been your co-host for the day. Daniel Greer is alive and well, but. Uh, we decided to kick him off the podcast just for once. But Nathan Qualls at Homer on Twitter. And then Chris Ingram at Crewman underscore on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and find us. We don't necessarily have hot takes, but we're goofy. We're fun to play along with. At least so I think. I don't know. Maybe we're just annoying. But either way, Grizz Nation, it's been fun hosting. Hope you enjoyed. And we will talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace out.